All right. So uh, it's really nice to meet you before we even start this. Like, very, very cool. I'm, I, I, I don't want to lie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow smoke and say I'm your biggest fan or anything like that. Like, uh, but when I, one of the big games, one of the seminal moment for me, video game wise was Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation one. And so you two have like these iconic voices that I'll never forget. Um, and that, but that's also kind of like where I, you know, sort of where like, I, I stopped following your career. And so it's nice to kind of like come full circle and be covering PlayStation VR two. And, and you guys like kind of reenter my life in a, in a strange way. So, uh, so, so thank you so much for being here. Ah, oh, nice to see you again. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for check, checking back in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, guys, uh, this is another uh, interview over here at PSVR 2 Without Parole, and we're doing something that we've never really done before. Uh, we're, we're interviewing uh, a couple of voice actors, and I think there are people that you're going to be very, very familiar with. Uh, it, it's David Hayter and Jennifer Hale, who you probably know uh, if you're like me as Snake and Naomi, uh, but are also starring in the PlayStation VR 2 exclusive from Endreams, Synapse. Uh, thank you both for being here. How are you today? Great. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, excellent, and glad to be talking about Synapse at last. Yeah, nice. it's such a cool game. Have you played it? Uh, do, do you get to play uh, games that you star in, like before they come out? Do they give you that kind of access to the game? Uh, I I do. Um, uh, I I try to. I play almost all the games I'm in if I have the if I have the equipment. Um, but I I don't have the PSVR two yet they're they're saying they may be able to get me one which would be uh, which is another perk of the job so haven't played it yet but i saw the gameplay trailer yesterday and i just it's you know uh if you haven't seen it you know it really showcases jennifer and and um and me to a certain extent and uh, i was really happy with the the visuals of it and where the voices sounded and I, I, it's going to be a pretty amazing experience yeah yeah, what the team has created here is really, really cool. I mean, from the script to the way that it's set up, the experience you have as the player, you know, it's just so cool. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to uh, dig too deep, but Jennifer, are, are you, uh, are you a gamer? Do you, do you play the games that you start? <laughs> no, I suck at it. I 100% suck at it. Yeah. Um, I have the great fortune to work on a ton of games. And, um, you know, in animation and everything else as well. And I sort of joke that if I gamed a lot in my free time, my life would be nothing but games. Um, so <laughs> it's just not a skill set I ever developed. When I when I need a break, I've got to get outside or I go crazy. Or you pull a guitar off the wall. and, and... I, Yeah, I abuse those just to write yeah. music. Yeah. I've got, I don't so like I've got going to... outside, so I, I just play the games I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we get along pretty well. Uh, what, what, what you see here is, is generally where I've been for the last four years. Uh, when the right. pandemic started, I said, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to remain inside for the next three or four years. Yeah. It didn't change my lifestyle a bit. <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask, what's it, what's it like being uh, a famous voice actor? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm has known for a lot more than, uh, than the iconic roles I already mentioned. Um, but when you walk down the street, do people recognize you? Uh, you know, have you done enough interviews or are you on TV enough where people say, oh my God, it's Jennifer Hale? 
it's a, you know, is that, does that happen or, or is it generally when you start talking to people or does it not even happen then? Like, do, do you kind of get away with being like the right level of celebrity and not having it affect your life too much? How does that all work the for beauty, you? Yeah. I mean, the beauty of it is that your privacy is pretty well intact. I can count on one hand the number of times I have ever been stopped by somebody who knew who I was. I mean, more than one hand, but it doesn't happen very often. It happened twice in one week uh, last earlier this year, which blew my mind. I was like, what? I was buying like new tennis shoes or something. And this guy looked at my credit card and and, and that's how it happens. They don't know my face. Um, actually, most often what happens is someone will just look at me and go, where'd you go to school? <laughs> like they, they think they know me. And, yeah. But they don't know where because people overlook the power of the voice. But I promise you, you're standing somewhere and you hear someone who sounds just like somebody from your past. Your entire oh god, your entire physiology will instantly reconstitute itself to either you know excitement or dread or whatever it is, you know. And that's just through the power of sound. It's just through the hearing someone who sounds just like someone. But people overlook that a lot because we're such a visual culture, right? But. um yeah, and more often it's this, I was buying shoes and the guy looks at my credit card and he's like, "What? The Jennifer Hale?" And I'm like, "I never know what to say when that happens. I'm always like, I don't know. I, I guess because I live my life in relative anonymity, which is a blessing." Right? Is is there another Jennifer Hale that he could be referring to? Are are there multiple famous Jennifer Hales out there? There's another one who's a sports reporter, I think. I don't know what network she's on now, but um, she's come out about in the last or come, become successful in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, maybe longer. I don't want to dismiss her career. And there's an epidemiologist on Twitter who I followed just because she seemed really cool. And she was a student getting her ma or master's or bachelor's or something in epidemiology. And I was like, oh, my God, you're fun and smart and you have my name. I'll follow you. <laughs> yeah. Um. What, what about you? Uh, yeah, do, I, you find, uh, do you find you get recognized yeah, a lot I actually, or no? I get recognized probably once or twice a month. And it's, it's, uh, it's super cool because I, I came out to Hollywood when I was 20. I wanted to be Tom Cruise or, or Harrison Ford or something. I wanted to be, I wanted fame above all else. Uh, and now I'm glad I, I couldn't imagine living. I mean, be happy to take Tom's money or whatever, but I can't imagine being that famous and then trying to eat in restaurants and just everybody staring at you all the time yeah. uh, would be a nightmare. But I, I have a delightful level of fame. I don't know why they, I mean, maybe from interviews or something, but they see, they, I get recognized by face. I was on the picket lines. I'm a screenwriter. So I'm on strike. I was on the picket line at Warner brothers. Just, uh, I think it was Tuesday and this guy kept walking past and kept looking at me and kept looking at me. And finally he goes, he goes, are you? And I said, that's right. And, uh, and that usually, um, uh, destroys their lives. And, and yeah, I think uh, I just get chills. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get very excited. And then again, uh, as Jennifer says, you know, like always at the airport, if I give my passport and they look at my name and then they look at me and they look at my name, I'm like, yeah, it's true. And, um, so it's really, it's really perfect. You know, I don't get hassled, but everybody that recognizes me is super nice and excited to, to see me. So it's, 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 just, I, I call it an ideal level of fame. David and I've been friends a really long time. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, I don't know, I learned from my friends in different aspects, right? 
And that's one of the things with Dave that I love so much is, you know, you have such a healthy relationship with your accomplishments, you know, and I, I tend to hide. I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, I got it. No, like be like Dave, <laughs> stand with pride in what you do. Just, yeah. Enjoy the awesomeness. And, you yeah. know, it doesn't mean you don't continue to recognize your limits or have, you know, insecurities about your work or whatever. But if it makes people happy, that makes me happy. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lovely transaction to have people say, you know, you really, you made my childhood or I bonded with my dad over Metal Gear or whatever. It's really, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. It's a, yeah. a uh, it's a gift. So I try yeah. to appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't bury your light under a bushel. <laughs> well, and games are so uniquely powerful. I mean, Brian, I'm sure, you know, you, you probably talked, covered this in your, in your career path, but it's just like, the amount of time that we spend with people, uh, they spend with us and the investment that people make in these storylines is deep and it's, it's interact. I mean, you know, it's interactive, like it's co-creation with, you know, and, and so many instances, it's super powerful and it's, it's such an honor and such a great community. It's like so many incredibly smart, talented in a million different ways, people. And I, I love it. I love being part of this community. Yeah, I, I and to that point, it's different from seeing a movie star. It's different from reading a writer. It's it's the experience of playing Mass Effect, and you're playing Femshep. Is you are that player. You are the badass going into battle, but it's Jennifer's voice in your head, and it's such a weird deep bonding thing and you know people that have have been playing as snake for 25 years i'll meet grown men and they'll burst into tears and they don't expect it you know it's but it's such a an intense experience to be living somebody else's personality like you get to step into snake's body you get you you know suddenly my voice is the voice in your head it's uh it's really nothing else like it it's it's uh it's really a very cool art form. Yeah. yeah. You make yeah, you make an excellent point. Uh it's there there is absolutely a bigger bond I believe uh with the character that you're playing as uh in these games and for, for so many reasons. I mean, I you know, I grew up loving the Indiana, Indiana Jones movies, you know, and I loved Harrison Ford and I yeah. I loved the character of Indiana Jones, but you only that's, get that's one the of the reason movies. I'm in the industry. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I was 12 years old when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out and then the scene where they're looking for him off the boat and the guy goes, I found him. And he goes, where? There, like this. And he points to the U-boat and he climbs out and the music starts playing. Just electricity went up my spine and I was like, that, whatever they're doing there, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, that's um, so yeah. cool. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, but but yes, I feel you. No, this, this is a better tangent. So now I have to, Jennifer, what, 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 uh, what gave you that shot of electricity? What made you want to do this? Uh, singing was actually what gave me that shot of electricity. It's so funny. I I grew up in a little bit different way, and I was always seeking um, safety, and I was seeking independence and freedom. And so when I, you know, when I was still in high school, and somebody came to the audio studio where I was working from the or the video studio where I was working from the audio studio next door, and gave me thirty or thirty five dollars to do that valley this valley girl voice. Um, I was hooked and I was like, okay, number one, it's fun. 
Number two, I understand it. Number three, I I can kind of figure out a path. I see people who I can ask, how do you do this? And I, I'm, I've got a very strong business brain and, you know, it's part of that pursuit of like stability and safety. Right. And, um, I just pursued it like a, like a business. I put a little suit on, I cold called ad agencies. It was nauseating and terrifying. And it's only later that I've allowed myself to drop into the joy of it and to, to play and have a good time. I kind of have lived my life in reverse, right? Like all the, the, you know, the fun is coming now, you know, the more, the stepping into fun, the stepping into having a good time. Um, I remember I've, I've constantly been from the beginning, just blown away by the sheer talent of the people around me, by the brilliance of every peer I have had along the way, just so inspired. I mean, all the way from early days of jingle singing and, you know, singing in rock bands and clubs and stuff when I was <laughs> way before I was legal to, um, you know, to now to just like, it is an inspiring thing to be a part of. And I'm driven by, by that, by just like, man, that, and also like the heart piece of it, like, yeah, I don't care if it's, you know, an RPG where you're blowing everybody to bits or it's something like, you know, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart where you're, you know, saving the universe in a different way. It's it's all the same thing. It's all joy. It's all jump in and story. And I freaking love story. Stories, stories, how I write songs, stories, what I live. And ah, I just constantly feel insanely lucky to be here. Wow. You, so you talk We're about lucky like, to have you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> So you're talking, you're talking about um, calling different ad agencies and, and kind of just like hustling and like, you know, just finding, you know, however, uh, like whatever you could do to make it work. Um, when it came to video games, did did that result from, you know, the ads or or, or did somebody find you? Did you find them well, or was it just because well, of your constant calls? Yeah, that the calling was I lived in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, I was like, I could make a living doing this, I think. And I and then I. I actually was not as much into acting at the time. I had a theater scholarship by the time I got to college, but the kind of acting they were doing, I felt really uncomfortable. It was not my jam. And I went to, I started driving back and forth to Atlanta to just get more work. And I got my first role uh, audition for a film and I booked it. And I was like, that makes sense. That totally makes sense to me. Um, and then I, after a few couple of years, moved to LA and booked the occasional job. It wasn't enough to, to pay my rent. Um, and so I made a voice act, voiceover tape, commercial tape, honestly, just to make some cash. And, and because I'd done this for eight years at this point, like I looked like an overnight success because I had done, I mean, thousands of commercials. People don't understand how many small market car commercials you can do. Um, but they, the first audition they gave me was for an animated job. I wasn't allowed to watch cartoons. I had no idea what I was doing. And, but I just jumped in with all my different backgrounds and just went, whatever, you know, and, and I booked it and that produced my first game. And it was the, um, the nineties show where on earth is Carmen San Diego. I was Ivy and they did a game for wow. it. And that was my first game. And I remember going, I have no idea how, what, cause I'm used to a scene and they're like, just say the names of flags. And I'm like, how many flags? Oh my God. And that's when you like, don't look, just get through it. And I started realizing, because at this point, I've been in the business long enough to know you are in fashion and then you're out of fashion and it's very little to do with you. 
it's you know make sure you're on it make sure you're good at what you do check yourself with somebody you trust but you know it's gonna come and go and so that's I built the animation business if you will and then I built like a commercials business to make sure my income was steady whether it came and went and then so when games came along I was like yeah another income stream let's do it you know and some of my peers at the time were like I don't want to do those because we're booked typically under the union contract in four-hour sessions right and in a four-hour animation session it's a radio play and we're all taking turns and it's really cool or the way we got to record Metal Gear the first time around was amazing we got to do it as the cast and subsequently Dave really took a strong stand for that and I'm super grateful that we got to record together but most of the time in games mm -mm, it is a four-hour one-person show and so I wanted to buy a house <laughs> I was like I'll do it I'll do it <laughs> you know and because I you know it's funny I fame was never on my list respect was on my list respect and and steady cash flow were on my list and That's so the respect didn't occur to me <laughs> yeah oh yeah I just meant this like, yeah. driving deep-seated need to just get better at what I do please you know please God because I can always see I can always see the gap I could see more as possible and it took me a long time and some very wise people to stop seeing that gap between where I was and where I felt like I needed to get to to stop seeing it as all my shortcomings and start seeing it as my capacity to envision my capacity to look out ahead you know and I offer that up to all the people who think like that out there like you're not falling short honey you have great vision so enjoy yourself as Dave says uh, it's so funny I never heard Jennifer phrase her career path in that way and mine was the exact opposite I uh, had no sense of the business of it or or what I was trying to build but what I did have probably because of Indiana Jones was um, uh, I had no fear uh, so I would you know my buddies and I would would crawl across the train tracks in in Canada to to make a shortcut and if you get knocked off by the train you fall into the river or whatever like I you know I would just do these insane things and move to move to Japan uh my parents uh and I moved to Japan when I was 16 and so I was going to clubs and getting in bar fights and riding my motorcycle and you know just just sort of a crazy wild man and I lived my life with with wild enthusiastic abandon and I thought you know wouldn't everybody like to be like me um so you know if, if so the fact that I get to be a video game character I'm like a video game character an anime character in real life and so when you play when you play my games or you or you're watching something that I'm in my goal was to communicate my fearlessness and joy of life to people who might have fear or trepidation about their lives or whatever when you play something and I'm the lead I've got you and we are we're going on an adventure and we're going to enjoy it no matter how painful it gets um so I really just uh it was just an expression of my own ego you know thinking you know who wouldn't want to live like me and be like me and and uh uh and that turned out to be uh, okay and then then eventually I wanted to buy a house and I figured out um if I want to be a rich voice actor I should become a screenwriter <laughs> and so I did I see I love that so much because 
you know, Dave and I met in 95. Was it 95 or 96, Dave? He was uh, Captain America and I was the Black Cat on the 90s Spider-Man series. And we Maybe just... earlier, maybe 90, 94, I think. Dude, good Lord, yeah. And we've just been, Dave's one of my closest friends. He's one of my trusted people in my life and he has been forever. And he and his family are just, they're like my family and my extended family. And what's that? And That's true. Yeah. And back and, at you. <laughs> and um, that's one of the great gifts of Dave. Like I look to our friendship as a, cause I, I come, you know, the early stuff I come from is still with me in some ways like that, that, you know, that element of, of feeling unsafe or that element of, you know, doing it all wrong. And I learned so much just from this friendship in terms of like, eh, have a good time, you know, like, oh, it's such a great reminder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice way to take the pressure off yourself. I, I mean, you know, people are like, how, you know, how do you deal with uh, the horrors of the business? I mean, mostly on the, on the writing producing side, you know, you deal with a lot of execs and you deal with a lot of ugliness and you deal with a lot of hassle and whatever. And I always just say, I, I, the key to it is I, I don't really believe all of you people are here. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I'm like, well, okay, this seems not sure about this reality. It seems a little unbelievable to me, but, but let's just go with what we've got and try not to let it, eat away at your soul try not to let it uh, ruin your ruin your day you know you just deal with uh, the hassles and the horrors and everything and let it roll off your back and move on to the next and and that's because those those hassles those stresses all that stuff builds up and it can really you know sour your view on the business it can make it not fun anymore and for me that's the whole key to a great life is doing what you love enjoying it and bringing that that love and joy to other people and dreams might kick my ass if we don't start talking about synapse soon so indeed uh, so, right, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the upcoming game, Synapse, releasing on July 4th on PlayStation VR 2. Uh, who are you two in this game? Uh, what, what what are your roles? What are your motivations? What is going on? I'm the handler, Clara Sorensen, and my number one motivation is to get the colonel, to get Dave. <laughs> and uh, she wants the secrets in my brain. And uh, so Colonel Conrad... Um, you know, he's a powerful, dangerous black ops specialist, uh, and they've caught him and put him in this thing where they can like send people into his brain and due to this and due to his past dark life and trauma, he's been driven, uh, quote unquote insane. And so the real, the real beauty of this game is you get to step inside my head and, or the head of a, uh, of an experienced dangerous soldier and my brain is going to be sending wave after wave of enemies and challenges and everything at you uh, that you have to solve in a military slash psionic supernatural way. And um, and hopefully you're just uh, engulfed in my whole insane deal. That's the that's the real beauty of it for me. And when you're ready to give up, I'm right there and you're going get up. <laughs> 
we're going to do this. That's true. That's true. You've got you've got Clara as your as your slave driver boss, sending her into sending people in to get killed by my brain soldiers. Eh. I've never. That's a sentence I've never said before. Because <laughs> there's a that's mission. That's Very important mission at stake. Yeah, yeah. Your missions. <laughs> and one of the great things about the script is that the, you know, things are not necessarily as they seem, and you're just going to have to figure that out. Yeah, there's a pretty cool journey uh, story-wise for these characters, and it's uh, goes a lot deeper than people will expect, which makes it even more fun to play. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Um, even though I was you know privy to playing the demo and I really enjoyed everything I played, and it was great hearing your voices in it. Uh, the big question, of course, is like how much does story have to play in this? And uh, you know, especially for games like this that have roguelike qualities, uh, it tends to be about but a lot of repetition and just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so the hearing that story is going to play a major factor in this uh, is very reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not only that, but as you say, it's rogue light. So each time you you advance, you level up, you do these things. So each time you go through, it's a different. You know, you figure out different strategies to uh, to solve it. So gameplay wise, it, it stays fresh, and um, and then story wise, it really gets pretty twisted. I love that you specified rogue light. I was trying to keep it simple, and you said rogue light, and I was, that makes me so happy. Not everyone <laughs> dif- differentiates the two, you know. Listen, not only have I been doing this for you know for decades, but I also learned those two words just before our interview, so I wanted to use them. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I've, yeah, we just I looked it up. It was in the, it was in the press packet, and I'm like, I don't know. What that means. <laughs> so I, but 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 boy, didn't I sound uh, authoritative? You sounded sound great. Yeah. Again, no no fear. <laughs> no one's and going to smoke today. Means. I'm all like, now I'm all on it because I know Ooh. dual wielding now. So. Yeah, she learned dual wield. Pew pew. Mm-hmm. Well, pew <laughs> and right. It's like your your psychic right. hand and your gun <laughs> hand, right? <laughs> Oh, Very oh, seldom. Pew woo, pew woo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When going into a game like this, um, how much, how much background do the developers or, or I mean, I'm sure there's a narrative director over there at End Dreams. Uh, how much background do they give you? Do, do they say, you know, oh, use your snake voice or use your Naomi voice? Do they say like, do they do they tell you, uh, give you a direction of like what the level of anger or frustration that you should be heard in your voice or do they just kind of like let you go and see what you do with the character well we got we were this team's very thorough like we got great um writing background on this visuals it was really really well done and it's beautiful beautiful game and there was a great combination of between i mean obviously they brought us in because they know our work and they wrote a bit to that but i i mean clara is quite different to naomi i mean very very different um she has a very specific vocal pattern a very specific thought pattern and it is all tight um so but we co-created that um and that's that speaks to the role of the production team and interfacing with us you know i i sometimes say we're like an instrument brought in for you guys to play when you're create, you know, when you're recording us and we come in with a set of notes and ideas and stuff, and that's our, our launching point. But then, you know, the whole project, I mean, the production team and the voice director, they have the context of everything in their heads so they can tweak and dial us accordingly. And we often work out of sequence. 
um, when we're recording. And uh, that varies, of course, from team to team. But so we're really reliant on the team to provide context. I say, you know, it's like we're blindfolded and they spin us and they take the blindfold off and go, OK, live that moment. And then they put it back on. They spin us again. OK, live that moment. You know, <laughs> that's kind of how it gets ha- gets created a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, as Jennifer says, they gave us they gave us pretty in-depth uh, kind of psychological, historical breakdowns of these of these characters. Um I secretly think that everybody who hires me, like who just comes to me with a game, um, who just wants me to do Snake, uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Now, unfortunately, the older I get, the more I just sound like Snake anyway. So uh, it used to be a voice I put on. Now it's a voice I, I live. Um, so there's always going to be, you know, there's uh, obviously there's that element that you're going to hear some solid Snake you know, like you're in Snake's brain as if he'd been who he was, got captured, driven insane. Um, but I did try to uh, differentiate it a little. I had originally auditioned for Snake with with just my voice, which was younger then, and I sounded like like this, but he was older and just been through a lot. So it, it became this sort of thing. Uh, so in this one, I wanted to go with more of my voice. And because he was crazy, I put an element of, of Mike Keaton into it, you know, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You know, like that sort of, that sort of thing. And so instead of snake being back here, he's sort of, he's sort of up here and he's like, he's like, Oh, soldier, you who made a dire mistake, you know, like that sort of thing. And so hopefully the snake fans get what they want out of it. And hopefully, you know, it also feels like a, like a, a new performance. Is, it, is there any difference when you voice a something like a VR game? Um, does it matter if it's first person? Does it matter if it's third person? Uh, do you get to see what your characters look like? Uh, is is this all part of the process, or or as Jennifer was explaining, it's like you know take off the blindfold and now you're doing this? Is is, is that pretty much it, or, or 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 is the context of or the perspective of how the game is played does that matter? Um, I don't think. I don't think we got pictures of our characters, did we? As far as, far as I recall, I've never seen them. So it's, it's um, you know, in this case, it's just the voice. I mean, you're just using your voice, which, you know, I, I think I can speak for Jennifer where we're, we're pretty comfortable in that space. And, and it's, and in fact, it's, it's great because you can, you can imagine the, the Colonel or, or Clara to be, whatever you whatever you feel they they are in in your mind and also because because you're in this guy's brain and clara's in your ears it's like it's just this fully immersive vocal soundscape so um so i can't remember what the question was but uh, that's my answer (laughs) i love the answer that is amazing thank you thank you i hope it was connected (laughs) <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter. Pe- pe- people aren't here to hear my questions. They're here to listen to you two talk. That's what they're here well, for. Uh, it's, it's a combination. But they're there to look at your background, Brian, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wish that was my man cave. I, mean, I I wish it was my man cave too, but this is my entire apartment. This is it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're Fair seeing enough. like a good 60% of my entire apartment. There's a bedroom oh, okay. over there and there's a door over there. <laughs> uh, I hereby retract my wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my man cave. Uh, you can see Ooh. Batman, Snake, all sorts of people, Wolverine Amazing. and Watchmen. And, um, but I do have a big house surrounding it. So one day, one day, David, give that up. Yes. One, one day. day you, you can move in here. 
Oh, that <laughs> wasn't even on my uh, on my list of options, but now it is. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were angling. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. I'll right. I'll adopt you. I'm now your dad. Today just got so much better. <laughs> nice. Listen, if you're going to adopt me, there's a few things you should know ahead of time, but we'll talk about that off camera. Don't tell him. Yeah. And wait till right. after. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll work it out along the way. As long as you do your homework. <laughs> Uh, this is, this has been amazing. Um, this is very unexpected opportunity, uh, to our major, uh, major names, uh, in the industry. Um, usually when I interview somebody, uh, you know, I, I only started doing this when, uh, VR started coming up and, and PlayStation VR specifically started coming up. And so most of the people I've, I've interviewed have been, uh, like the directors of very small indie studios, right? P- people have been doing this for, you know, the last decade, but you two have been in doing this for much, much longer. Um, so this feels like a really special moment to me. And I really appreciate you both being here. Uh, the great songwriter, Jennifer Hale, and the great screenwriter, David Hader. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for having us. Those were it's excellent lovely. questions. Yeah. yeah. And can't yeah. wait to see what you do after Synapse. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the end. They will. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm on the, attached to the front of a bus at high speed, there will always be more. You mean Synapse isn't paying you retirement money? Like this isn't this isn't the <laughs> ultimate game? Oh, <laughs> they they totally did, but it's not about the money. It's yeah. just we do it for the love, and the money just is is appreciated. 